Excuse me, this is Officer Mo Weekend from the Magic Highway Podcast, and you are driving entirely too fast. You are listening to the BS Podcast Network, and I blew on this. Welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. Today I'm joined with your boy Christian. Are you my boy? Um, I don't have the papers, but if if let's say a lawyer asks, that's my story. <laughs> uh, so George is not with us again because f- for the fourth time now he hates us. He doesn't hate us. He's actually in a he's actually in Mexico right now on vacation, and he just got engaged. So everybody who's listened to the show knows what that means, right? Bachelor party at Sizzlers. Oh uh, yeah. The the real men go to go to Sizzlers for bachelor parties. But uh Christian, what have you <laughs> enough talking about George, what have you been up to this week or this past week that we've been gone? Um I've just been chillaxing and uh playing games and the like, but in terms of like topics of this podcast, I've been watching some shows. Shows are good shows are good what have you what have you been watching specifically okay so first me and some buddies which actually this is kind of cool let me just talk about this because now as a quarantine people are doing this we watch shows together online i remember i remember we've done that your friends and, and i and my cousin and all of us have done that before it's like big chill the, there's some different services i think netflix put out their own recently uh-huh and uh, but what we were doing, we've used a couple different services like Cast, uh, Streammate, or some not Streammate, it was something else. But anyways, now we use this one called Two Seven. Basically, somebody makes a lobby, and then everybody joins in, and you could pull up a video from any source. So Netflix, Amazon Video, YouTube, Hulu, what have you, and then we, you press play, and it's in sync. So rather than doing the the caveman thing and saying like, oh, we're going to watch it together. Uh, I'm going to count down three, two, one, which still works. But like if somebody has to get up and go to the bathroom or like if somebody's internet shits out, like throws everybody off. Um, But anyways, we've been doing that while, you know, and we'll chat in a party so we can all like react and discuss. It's super cool. Um, But recently we watched Avatar The Last Airbender. I've never watched it. It's a show that I knew of. From a kid, because I did watch Nickelodeon, but I only knew Avatar as like I just knew the character. I'm like, ah, he's he has wind powers and he has the arrow on his head and he's bald. Avatar. I remember when they were making the Avatar movie, like the James Cameron movie. I was like, wait a minute, that's not that bald kid. What is this? It's it's funny you say that because when we watched uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, my running joke was saying at random times in the show, uh, you know, when are the blue guys showing up? <laughs> you just imagine like a major plot point happens and Christian's just sitting there just like yeah, alright now this is when them blue guys come out I'm telling you <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess the end of the movie it's all been a dream like it's Silent Hill <laughs> it's all been a dream well how are you how are you liking it we actually went through the whole show in um, what, like two hours it honestly it was like a couple weeks but the days that we actually watched, it might have been like five or six actual days of watching, like ranging from like one or two episodes to like a season in a day, in a sitting, in a sitting. Oh, my God. But but it's like a situation where like if it's good and like we're down, like it's a fun thing to like waste a bunch of time. Well, what else are you going to do? Honestly. Exactly. What in a pro. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> What inappropriate things am I going to do besides uh, watch Avatar? I'm looking over at Christian's lawyer right now, and he's pulling his finger across his neck like, Christian, you'll I'll kill you if you say that. He's sweating like a hooker in church. He knows that he's in deep water, and I'm sinking the ship. <laughs> he's just there with a bucket trying to scoop the water out, but the hole is the size of, like, a, a human. Uh, ironic you say human. I can't. I can't, I can't discuss that. <laughs> Look, Avatar... It was a cool show. What's interesting to me about the show, like just off the bat, 
I mean, you know, it's typical stuff that you'd see. It's like a like a hero's journey type story, something you'd see in a cartoon. And that's the thing. It was on Nickelodeon. It was marketed towards kids. It's very much a kid's show. But at the same time, it's kind of like an anime, but it's made by the West. It's not like an anime where it's like made like by Japan or another country. Yeah, Westerners. Well, it's really interesting because like you see them picking up what I guess you'd say they know from like anime that they've seen that's from the East, right? Stuff that we've all seen and kind of just doing it in their own Western way. And they did a pretty good job. I'm like, oh, you know, they did things a little different. I could see how the way the anime and stuff is different, but like it's all like conceptually the same. So production wise is very interesting. Uh, the actual show was really good. It got into some like weird, like mature stuff, despite being a kid's show. So like, you know, for example, the world is at war and there's four nations and each of them. The premise of the show is that people have these powers called bending. Not everybody has them, but it's either it's like the Judai. Sure. It's like s- split up into four. There's a fire nation and they know fire bending. There's an air nation that knows air bending. Although Aang, who is the avatar, he's the last one who knows it. Or he's the last uh, airbender left because the fire nation, they're like the big bad. They wiped out all the air people. And like Aang was trapped in this like a. Uh, this like iceberg, let's say. This is like, <laughs> this is like the spark notes version. He, he was in danger and he had to like freeze himself underwater to protect himself. His scat from Ice Age accidentally cracks open the the iceberg, and that's how that damn born. squirrel. I know why twenty twenty is like this. <laughs> it's true. It's just because of scat. The little I don't even know what he is. He's, I guess he's just like a prehistoric squirrel. Yeah, and just some sort of weird squirrel has an evolved past chasing nuts beyond their worth. Squirrel. squirrel. I was doing the, the J. Jonah Jameson one. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. See, I like it. Uh, squirrels. And you're out chasing squirrels. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it's a, you just got to go watch Spider-Man YouTube. Yeah. Poop. Yeah. J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson, art. Very much so art. So anyhow, the, the thing is, Avatar, he's the big here because he is the Avatar. Special thing about the Avatar is that he could bend all four elements. Everybody else can only do one, either fire, air earth or water and each have their own weaknesses like uh you know anyhow and he's the avatar he can do all of them he's got to learn them and he gets reincarnated it's like i guess let's say based on like a eastern religion like with reincarnation the avatar like reincarnates but this time he's like a kid at this point so he's got to learn all of the elements and travel across the nation and like bring peace to the nation right but what's interesting, there's like all this weird mature stuff that happens. They get to the city, the Earth City of uh, Ba Sing Se, right? And like, it's pretty lighthearted. It's pretty kiddish. It's, you know, all, all shows that are cartoons at least start out very like cartoonish. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, haha. Yeah, like Goblin Slayer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My lawyer says I can't <laughs> talk about the subject matter of that one. <laughs> um,. <laughs> They get to the city and it turns out there's like a like a Gestapo style secret police that's like taking people off the street, hypnotizing them and like working in the shadows like as a corrupt government. And they're trying. The city doesn't know that there's a war because they have their like propaganda machines. So like, oh, so it's North Korea. I'm not saying it's North. It's North Korea. Your 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 lawyer is looking over right now like, I swear to God, Christian, you see something else again. Hey, he, he, you can't take on double cases for me and Kimmy Jong-un. Kimmy, is that what you're calling yeah, Kimmy Jong-un? Yeah, that's what the people in our profession call him, because we know him so well. <laughs> what is your profession? My lawyer says no. <laughs> so, relating it back to more traditional anime-style shows, how does, how does it stack up? I know you've... I, I've watched several, but you've watched way more than I have. It was really good. It had a satisfying arc and it had a satisfying ending. And all the characters had good arcs, which is really important. It's like there has to be an overarching story. Like, okay, Avatar, he has to learn the elements from mentors, then uh beat the Fire Lord. He's like the the 
he leads the Fire Nation. The Fire Nation's like the Nazis, let's say. They're the jerks. They're like, we're going to conquer everything. And they're the reason, like, they wiped out the air people. You know. Genocide. But what's interesting, this is a Nickelodeon show, bro. And it has these mature themes. So, like, a lot of people watched this show growing up and, like, saw these very mature things going on. They even have, like, a kind of a like a weird like coming of age like romance story kind of intertwined with it but even though it's like a cart it's like yeah ang in that that little like cloud thing that they ride oh appa oh my god it's okay so (laughs) or is that rule 34 look up rule 30 that's sick i just they're kids look it up anyways i'm not gonna look that up so okay what's cool about the show is they try to make the world all mystical and stuff so all the animals are like animals, but there's a twist. So it's like there's tur- <laughs> he's also a human. there's like turtle ducks. So it's like a duck, but with a turtle shell. Or like Appa is a, 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 a flying bison, a giant bison, but with six legs and it can fly and it has horns on it. But why? Did they ever stop to think if they should, not if they could? I think they wanted to get like an Eastern, like a mysticism thing. So they're like, no real animals, only only like almost real animals. (laughs) They just went to like, like a third grade class and be like, if you could make an animal cool, what would you do? Yeah. And it's, it's done well. Then there's Appa, who's a flying bison and giant. And they just ride across him through the, through the nations. That's basically how they get around. That's like their fast travel. Fast travel. Does he ever get shot out of the sky by anti artillery? They try, dude. The Fire Nation slings rocks at him every time, flaming rocks. And he just has to, like, uh, you know, uh, like Han Solo going through the damn the asteroid field. I like those odds. One of the kids forgets to hold on. He just falls off. See, it's funny because at one point he lost his uh, saddle. So they had to just, like, grab onto the hair so they wouldn't fall off as they escape. And one of them's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And uh, then there's Momo, which is a uh, man. I don't want to describe it wrong. It's like a monkey bat. <laughs> okay. If somebody who watches the show heard that, they'd probably say that's wrong. And there's a better way to call it. It's no, he's a he's a he's a bat monkey. <laughs> oh, semantics. Semantics. Um. And um. Anyways, it's a funny show. Like all the characters are. Like, you don't expect a kid show to, like, have, like, good humor, but, like, it's a pretty funny show. Like, one time, uh, Aang, who's, you know, he's the Avatar, he's traveling with Katara and Sokka. They're from the water, the Southern Water Tribe, and they're part of the, you know, like, the Water Nation, right? And they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll help you bring peace to the world. At one point, Aang goes missing for, like, a day, and Sokka, he's, like, a smartass, he's, like, Oh my god, I knew this would happen. Appa ate Aang. Appa's the giant flying bison. <laughs> and it was just this, it was just the show has a stupid humor to it. It was legitimately entertaining. Christian is secretly 13 too. Yeah, I'm secretly nine. I, I don't know if you can say that. Yeah, I might send the wrong message. No, your lawyer's looking at you again. <laughs> you gotta quit saying you're nine, dude. <laughs> I can't I can't represent you if you're a minor. So good show, funny, doesn't mature themes well. Um as an anime, it was good. The the arc was the end of the arc was hella satisfying. The character arcs were satisfying. V nice. Have you been watching anything or do you have any thoughts about that? Uh I have no thoughts about it because I've never really watched I've seen like no, an episode you need here or there, to but have I never opinion. You you don't even have to consume. You just need to shit out the most vile thing you could think of. Go. This isn't 4chan. This is the local cinema sounds podcast. sounds kind of like fortune. And and to to the untrained <laughs> mind, the Neanderthal brain like me, maybe that that means good somehow. Oh, fortune. Good show. I liked it. Uh for me, I <laughs> I only watch what my son watches. I'm either working or with him. And so I've watched Hotel Transylvania about 800 times in the past month. Okay, so when I see the 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 trailers for those Hotel Transylvania movies, it looks very like 
what's the word like uh like ADHD uh, like jumping yeah, around and dancing and look at me look at me look at me look at me what the, the plot for this even is there's a pretty good plot what's the basic I mean, outline I'm uh, just asking you because you know well, I've only seen I've only seen the third one 800 times basically they go on a cruise uh, the pre the pre story is that the Van Helsing family keeps trying to kill them off, but they're all stupid. And basically, the last Van Helsing is like a robot. Basically, he's just like a neck inside of this little machine. And his great granddaughter is uh, it's either his great granddaughter or his granddaughter is is captaining this cruise ship, and it's targeted towards monsters because they just want to like genocide them all. Ah, I see. Yeah. See, see. Yeah. There, there's a there's a there's a. Uh, theme that intertwines the things we've watched meant to be consumed by children has themes of genocide i don't think that's what they want the we want to, to kill all the monsters we Anyways, want to kill all though, the waterbenders it's all the same it's propaganda <laughs> um so basically it's just it's just like oh hey we're on this cruise ship oh yeah this captain like also, Dracula's like wife died like four th- million years ago, so he's Big lonely. Sad. So he does like the equivalent of Tinder, but in the monster world. Okay, but it doesn't work. So he's like the whole the whole subplot is like I'm lonely. I don't have anybody. I just have my daughter, and she's married now. And <laughs> sweet has home kids. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lonely, and all I have is my daughter. They are in Southern Transylvania. Uh oh. Don't don't. Um, but. So basically, the granddaughter is like, or Dracula is like, wow, she's so pretty. And she like uses it to her advantage to try to like kill him. But then she ends up falling for him by the end of the movie. So the end plot is like, oh, we have to work together against my grandpa. That's like a reverse Stockholm. The, the, <laughs> the, the attacker, the aggressor falls in love with the captain. Well, it's still Stockholm because. Oh, yeah, see, I always assume, I never looked up the definition of. Uh, Stockholm, so a good example, and everybody's like, oh my god, I want to love like this, but it, no, it, it, no, what <laughs> to read is Harley Quinn with the Joker. Stockholm Syndrome would be Harley Quinn falls in love with the Joker. So it would technically be Stockholm Syndrome, except for Stockholm Syndrome is like, is like your kidnapper or like somebody who's aggressive on you, somebody like that. This, this one, he just sees her and he's like, wow, she's attractive. And then like, oh yeah, I want to kill you. But then they end up working everything out and he proposes and they get happily ever after and then... Uh, Did they do the monster bash? No, they do the Macarena though. That's disgusting. I have to look up the Urban Dictionary to find out what that means sexually. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh, yeah, oh, you take God. an uncooked ham and you, uh, you, you get some, some satin cloth and you friggin' you get on a handstand. Yeah, but for for me though, I don't really watch a lot of TV or movies. I watch a lot of like YouTube. At the I moment. feel that I usually I, I usually I don't just sit there and watch TV anymore. So yeah, I had to actually want the last show I re- legitimately watched like all the way through was I I want to say uh, Criminal Minds, and that's like a documentary, right? No, no, it's a it's a crime drama. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a documentary. <laughs> Fiction reality, <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Um, I do need to start watching anime again, though. I gotta renew my uh my Crunchyroll subscription for what was it, seven dollars a month, something like that. I bet you could still get those free websites, although I like Crunchy- that Crunchyroll well, streams Crunchyroll- on everything. Well, Crunchyroll is free, it just has ads. <laughs> Ad block. I don't know if it works. You know, though, okay, it? you know. <laughs> my lawyer, my lawyer should have given pants. <laughs> The bit never gets old. Crunchyroll, it does work with ad block, but it'll, instead of showing an ad, it'll like black screen for like five or ten seconds. Oh, and then just get that, and then here's your show. So, I don't know. I remember sometimes Crunchyroll had some long ass ads. Like, like, I never know because I, I, I bought it. I had the subscription right a minute off the long back. and like three times louder than the show. And then, <laughs> so then like, you fuck. can't control the volume from within the ad. You have to like turn your computer ears, volume it's down. Like you have to like, if you have a headset on, you have to like rip it off so you don't like burst your eardrums into a million pieces. So then, okay, I, I lied. The last shows I watch, if we're going to count anime, would be, uh, I don't know if it counts because it's still, I think I have another season coming up, but Rising of the Shield Hero. What it about? Oh, so much to explain. <laughs> uh, 
explain like it badly because that's funny. Uh, good guy gets sent to medieval time through book, uh, become bad guy. It's kind of like Sword Art Online, like really roughly. Uh, sure. Uh, and then I watched. I didn't finish Goblin Slayer. I watched the first episode and I was like, damn, this show is intense. And then episode two, I was like, oh, this show sucks. I think I got like four or five episodes in and I was like, yeah, I'm see, over I don't this. even know if, if everybody's like down on even talking about anime. Well, too bad you're listening yeah, to you're the already show. Hooked, you be- but, but I'll give you a disclaimer in case you're like, this shit's cringe. Anime, it's kind of like cartoons, but like a lot of it's like actually like really mature. It's like a, it's like a fantasy drama. It's like, you know, you can't have magical powers in real life, so having actors do it would be kind of cringe. Yeah, a good one to watch, like, that's really dramatic. Uh, if you like the show Heroes, like, from the early days of NBC, where they, all these people come together and they have superpowers. Oh, I never watched yeah, it, but it looked cool. Yeah, this is, this is like Heroes, but good because it has culture that wasn't a bunch of white people, and that's uh, Charlotte. It's a good anime. One's really good. It's just about kids who have powers, but it's like every power has a downside. So, like, the main character, his his initial power that he thinks he has, he can control somebody for five seconds, but he, like, passes out. Like, his body it's passes out. like those out. Facebook hypotheticals. You have a million dollars, but you can only spend it on takeout shrimp. Or it's like, I wish I had, I wish I had a new car. You do, but it has no engine. It's like, oh, dude, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Beyond the Boundary was the first one anime that I finished and that was a good one but the like Beyond the Boundary and Charlotte are like 12 to 15 episodes total see short shows are kind of cool because like it's not a big commitment yeah just like hey I'm gonna sit down like three times and if it's good it'll be done and I'll be like oh that was great I'm sure glad it wasn't like 500 episodes we're looking at you one piece yeah so somebody did the math, and if you were to try to catch up to One Piece right now, it would be a full time job with overtime. Yeah, for like the the like un unknowing among the people listening, One Piece is an anime that has like five hundred episodes or something. I yeah, yeah, it was in the yeah, excuse me. No, Naruto has like five hundred. One Piece is like eight hundred plus or some crazy crap, going. and it's still going. And people are like, it's not that bad to get into if you just watch like thirty episodes a day. If you just dedicate yeah, your you life watch, to friggin' One Piece, you could finish it. Yeah, if you just watch it while streaming, like, on Twitch or something, and you make money that way, there you go. Like, well, now you're breaking copyright laws. God, I love the internet. <laughs> yeah, anime's cool. Um, I watched an anime recently, or an anime movie. Well, I know what your favorite one is. Which? Corey in the House. Corey in the House. That's an old meme. I think I feel like anime watchers get really mad at the memes, like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah. Corey in the House is an anime." Oh, that's hilarious! I've heard that before. But if they get mad, it's pretty funny still. Yeah, even though that's like, like 10 Shrek years old is now. my favorite anime. Like, oh, the, oh, it's animation. It's anime. Or the Cleveland Show is my favorite anime. <laughs> um, no, JoJo. For you, it w- would you say that's your favorite JoJo's Bizarre Probably. Adventure? Probably. <laughs> Is it b- adventure or adventures? Adventures. There are many adventures, more than one. And there's like 800 JoJo's. Pretty much. And we're talking about Mojo JoJo from the Powerpuff Girls. Yes, the way. monkey. I don't want to confuse people. Um, for the unknowing, it's a show where, like, the whole premise, you can't explain the whole premise of the show in, like, a friggin' spark notes because it won't make sense because it'll be like, uh, one season they fight vampires, then the next they fight buff dudes, and then. The next one, there's a serial killer. <laughs> you make it sound like they go from hunting vampires to going to Gold's Gym with Arnold Dude, there. Basically. But <laughs> it, it, every season ha- has a main character whose name is Jojo, but it's only like by conjoining their first and last name. So it's like Jonathan Joestar. Okay, when you take the, the first syllables of each name, it's Jojo. And then season two has a different Jojo, but he's Joseph Joestar. He's Jayoko Jayono. Sure. It, when, <laughs> what's funny is it, it like kind of dissolves the format because in the fifth season, his name is Giorno Giovanna. So it's G I O G I O. So, it, so it's like, it's still Jojo. It's Jojo. It isn't. Ah, they got you, Christian, didn't they? Yeah, it was all a prank. I think somebody just recommended it to me just so I could. 
Oh, oh, your lawyer is stepping in right now. He says you cannot discuss that He's doing that like either. a really contorted pose in a very menacing fashion. <laughs> a contorted I don't know pose. what this means, but I think I should stop. Anyways, weird show, but a good show. <laughs> well, before we, before we get too off track, we do have a little bit of news to cover that does have a lot to do with the current climate of the world. It's, it's melting. For all of you, it's melting. Uh, so Regal Cinemas have announced that they will be opening their uh, theaters beginning August 21st with various safety measures in place. And I do have what they sent me in the CM. I definitely want to know what those measures are. So if you got them in front of you, because this is important. Yeah, I have it right here. So uh, I'll read the, I'll read what I just read was a brief synopsis, but I'll read the email that I have. It says Regal announces plans for the reopening of theaters on August 21st. Reopening plans include a wide range of new health and safety measures based on guidelines provided from the CDC. The plan also includes safety measures based on feedback received from employees and moviegoers they have deemed most important for their return. So is it like the moviegoers that just have like the annual pass or whatever? I think <laughs> it's more like a rhetorical, we know what our, our consumers want. Trust us. We didn't ask them. <laughs> and, and to be fair, like I was thinking like last week, damn, it sure was nice seeing movies before, but go on. So the two thing, two major things that they list. Uh, the first one is contactless payment. Along with the ability to purchase tickets in advance on the Regal mobile app, guests will now have the ability to purchase concession items from the app. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's saying here. This is from Regal. That's interesting. Imagine pre-ordering uh, your ticket and then pre-ordering your concessions. Like a month in advance. It's like $12 for the ticket. All right. $40 for a uh, popcorn and a soda. Uh, and it's a small soda. It's about one ounce. Y'all do anything for that good ass Mr. Pib. Don't don't even don't even cross <laughs> me on that. I'll spend forty dollars. Christian will straight up cash out his four hundred one k just to get a Mr. Pib at the movie theater. I imagine in those like offshore bank accounts, all the elites have. It's just like all really good Mr. Pib from the movie theater. That's the ultimate wealth <laughs> of the wealthiest man. They just they just gather a bunch of two liters. Yeah, just like tanks. Tanks and tanks full. <laughs> but continue. Okay. ULV foggers is the next point. Employees will sanitize every auditorium and seat after each movie using new electrostatic fogger equipment. This form of deep sanitation is highly effective in disinfecting all materials with a non-toxic formula that is fast drying. I ain't no scientist, so I'm not going to pretend like I know what any of that means. That Yeah, that sounds like something that could be like amazing and like it works perfectly but on the other hand it could just be some bullshit just so we like think because like the, the whole <laughs> it just spray it with some tap water and wipe it down there you go boom up with some guy walks down. in with a a spray bottle a febreze bottle full of water oh we're just sanitizing the room they spray you in the face sorry sir you're disgusting i need to spray you down so and like the thing with like the like the reopenings, it's it's the paranoia of like, okay, are they just like saying they're gonna make it clean so we could shop there again, or is it like are they actually gonna do it? Uh, so there's more to this. So f- now they have the Regal employees uh, section. Regal employees will undergo daily health screenings, including temperature checks where mandated. Now is this rectal? checks you gotta yeah because i don't want to see the movies unless they're sticking those boys they gotta be sticking something in them boys to check if they're healthy now employees will be required to wash hands at minimum every 30 to 60 minutes dependent on job rule i like it all employees will be required to wear masks well here in nevada you have to no matter what yeah so. that that's we're, that's we're ready for that anyways so now the lobby guests will be required to wear face masks at all times once again Nevada, we have to. Always and restrooms, as well as the lobby at all times. So everywhere. Uh, as per our terms of admission, any guest not complying with our policy shall be asked to leave. Guests will be welcome to return once they are compliant. See now, quick side note. I just imagine that what will happen is like, we'll get it like, because when you get in the movie theater, there's not people just like attendants standing around like all the time, like, They'll be there for the start of the movie, maybe. You know, make sure no shady shit's happening. They fuck off for the rest of the movie. I could imagine just a whole bunch of people filing in, 
10 minutes into the movie, whoosh, rip him off. You know. Oh, that's guaranteed to happen. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. And I don't know the answers. I'm just saying that's probably what's going to happen. So now it says greeters will be located in the lobby to assist guests with new procedural changes. To like lecture people slash stop. Hey, yeah. hey get your goddamn yeah, mask. Yeah, people are going to be walking in. Hey, it's open. Why can't I? Well, you don't have a mask. It's going to be that whole game. Wait, yeah, and we already have that since the governor's like, you gotta wear your mask. Everyone's all like, that's my freedom. Yeah, God bless the people that stand at doors and make sure people are doing what they're supposed to, because that sounds like it sucks to have to do. Yeah. Uh, so guests will be encouraged to proceed to their auditorium as soon as possible and exit the theater in a timely manner at the conclusion of their movie. So no lollygagging, folks. Uh, wall-mounted sanitizer dispensers will be available on either side of the main entrance. Very I like nice. it. I feel like those were already there, though. I'll admit, I wasn't looking for those. <laughs> uh, vending machines and water fountains will not be available for use. So no vending machines, no water fountains. Where required by local governance, arcade games will be closed. I could see that. Those dirty, those dirty pizza grease friggin' buns on those damn machines. Goddamn, Dance Dance Revolution is like a slippery slope now. <laughs> Yo, which kid had grease on their shoes? Because I'm slipping playing Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> I'm trying to top my, nah, my high nah, school. Nah. Uh, so now, for you, Christian, the concession stand. Every other register will be closed to maintain social distancing. A reduced menu offering will be temporarily available. Self-service condiment stands will be closed. Refills on large drinks and popcorn will be suspended. Okay, why? What, what's What's... What's well, the because, containment so, reason? Well, there's nothing else under that, but what I'm going to assume is uh, normally what people, what they have you do is, oh, can you take the lid off for me? And if you're drinking out of it, your germs are probably going to okay, get in there. I'll accept that. Uh, locations featuring diners, restaurants, and in-theater ordering will have these services temporarily suspended. So you can't be ordering no filet of fish in the middle of a uh, in the middle of Red October like, anymore. Give me some Sorry, uh, takeout shrimp while I'm watching the damn new live action Disney movie. <laughs> uh, locations with bars will remain open for walk-up service only. So, y- you can still get drunk. But uh, last part of this is the auditorium. This is a long one. Guests will be required to wear face masks at all times while in the auditoriums. Masks can be removed inside the auditorium while eating and drinking. Employees monitor auditoriums throughout each performance as standard practice where socially unacceptable behavior is observed, including the non-wearing of masks. This will be addressed with the patron. So basically, now you got to be on your best behavior because they're going to be watching you the whole time. And they are taking my liberty as a moviegoer. Just don't go to the movie. Then. Well, hey, hey, no, no. Yes, if you're saying yes. I can't go to the movie theater, you're no, also taking movie. away my liberty. Well, you don't. You got to pick now, Christian. Oh, I got to pick now. You're okay. making me do something. There goes my liberty. <laughs> All right. Where required by state or county mandate, auditorium capacities will be reduced to fifty percent. That that's what I thought they'd do. Yeah, because that's going on everywhere. Uh, our reservation which, which, system they a, will be they can take a big ticket hit from that, but they can. But they'll probably charge more. To be honest, I'm paying twenty dollars for a ticket. But forty dollars for Mister. Again, Luke Skywalker better jump out of the screen and do a damn hello, my baby. You know, if if I'm gonna be overpaying for these tickets, I better be squirted with that green milk. God damn it! Four D, three three D, four D up in here, real life. Uh, so, our reservation system will ma- maintain two empty seats between groups, one seat at recliner locations, to maintain proper social distancing throughout the movie. At theaters where performances are non-reserved, you will be requested to leave two seats between groups. Group sizes will only be limited where required by a state or county mandate. And then it says in a little like uh, italicized uh, text, it says Regal continues to work closely with the relevant authorities and safety measures that will be constantly monitored and adjusted according to the requirements. Thoughts and opinions. You know, um, there is a like a big like conversation with when the movie theater started closing down. I totally understood. I mean, at least here in Nevada, everything was closed and we're, we're in Vegas. We're very tourist, uh, hospitality centered economy. So obviously we took a a big turnaround. Everything here was closed. So, I mean, 
am I going to be rushing back to see movies? Probably not. I'll probably just stick to watching them at home. I only see movies. It has to be like a movie that really sticks out for me to for me to really go be like, oh, I'm going to see it in the movie. Um, I look forward to them opening. Um, I just remember the whole thing with um, AMC getting mad at what production company was it? Or was it somebody was mad at AMC? Um, it had to do with the closures. I think. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, the, the, the over the, the overarching point is that people were like, will movie theaters go away? Will this be enough of a hit to make them efferoni? Yeah, and that's that's the thing is like, uh, oh, what are we gonna do? Like, like it. What was it? What was it that boomers were complaining about? Applebee's. We weren't sure. We weren't going enough to Applebee's. It's gonna fall apart. Oh uh, yeah. See, I always hated that. Obviously, <laughs> millennials aren't eating out. How dare they save money? It's like, oh, oh the well, uh, past generations killed the Pony Express. It's like, oh man, it's almost like putting orphans on horses to deliver our mail. It was kind of shitty. <laughs> how dare we read and figure out how to be better in this world than just you know oh we gotta we gotta do stuff that's bad for the environment so i'm glad to see glad that there's reopenings um i don't know what's coming out though to be quite honest i haven't been seeing ads for movies or nothing <sighs> what was it the new movie that christopher nolan just did that like he got barred from no clue I couldn't tell oh, you, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blank on it, and everyone's gonna yell at me. How dare you? But it has Robert Pattinson in it. It's like a it's like a weird like time manipulation like like action movie. Looks super good. Like I said, I don't watch TV. If it's if it wasn't on a Facebook ad well, or I YouTube it, ad, I didn't see well, it. I saw it. I saw it when I went to go see Onward in theaters. I saw it in the previews. How much of a minute ago was that? That was the beginning of this year. Okay, so a couple months. Yeah, it was all in the news, and I can't believe I forgot the name. Uh, I'm going to make it a point to talk about it next episode now, just to eight correct mile myself. Part two. Yes, the eight mile part two. mile. Eight mile part two featuring the green mile. Boom. 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 Well, uh, let us know what you think. Of course, we'll tell you at the end of the episode what you uh, how to get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. And so, that segues us perfectly into our next point. We actually have a listener email we were going to read uh, pertaining to our previous episode that Christian led that was very great about uh, media and VHS and DVD. Oh, yeah. It pertains to that yeah. stuff? Yeah. This is I your, want so to we hear the thoughts. We talked about some interesting shit. And this one is very... I read uh, briefly. I'm going to save most of it for, for this episode. I just read briefly just to see what we were talking about. But uh, we have an email from Mr. Lee Lostavica from the Magic Our Way podcast. So it's always great talking Baller. to him. <laughs> so let's let's see what he has to say. So he starts off with, so, in case it needs to be said, I'm old. Nobody's saying that, Lee. I don't know why you're self, you know, profiling yourself right now. I'll take the precedent in confidence. Maybe it's a a plot point down the road. What is? It it explains, like, how he knows all this. So he goes, Austin's dad was born in 69, which is true. And then he says, I was born in 71. But I wanted to take a minute to insert some extra info to your latest show. So he wrote this a little bit ago about episode, was it uh, 007? Yeah, because we're on this is episode nine right now. I can't. I don't know numbers. I know they're like know numbers. They're either. like letters, but they represent something different. School was yeah. hard. Read the email. <laughs> so he says two things that stood out right away. Number one, you guys probably don't know about laser discs. Before VHS, you could watch movies on a laser disc format. Think of something the size of a vinyl album that had a movie on it. This was also one of the first ways you could view movies at home. The interesting thing is that it wasn't like a record you would take out of the case and place it on a player. The disc itself was enclosed in a plastic case so that you never touched the actual movie. You would insert this large piece of plastic into the player, which would remove the disc wall inside of the player and play the movie. You could rent these discs as well. I don't know how much the players cost, but my aunt had one. She was a huge movie-slash-music buff who took me to see several movies as a kid. All I can think about when hearing that is like, damn, Redbox scammers are out of business now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is really funny. It's funny how they get away with it too. Like they just take a, a paper copy of the disc and put it in instead of. The I never disc. knew what the method was. All I knew was my cousin was getting free video games because a family friend was like was doing some sort of hack on the red boxes. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. 
will what people will do is they'll rent they'll rent a red box movie for like a day. So they'll get it for super cheap. They'll keep the game disc or the movie disc and then they'll they'll take a like a they'll find a photo of the disc online and then they'll just put that on a piece of paper and cut it out in the shape of a disc and put it in there and Redbox goes, "Yep, that's a that's Dastardly. a disc." Certainly. Yes. <laughs> that's all I can think about cuz this is obviously very well protected and so, you so, know, uh interesting enough. I watched a very interesting video about laser discs recently. And what I believe you're describing here is what I knew from this video, of course. Like I'm not like I use laser disc. I watched a damn video, okay? I'm a millennial. Yeah, we're we're in our twenties. We don't we don't know what laser disc is. It was called Selectivision. And RCA wanted to now now other companies made their own laser discs. RCA had something called Selectivision. Basically, RCA thought, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be awesome if we could make home movies using the same equipment as we do when we make records? Wouldn't that be so cost efficient if we can make the machines and press the movies? It wasn't that simple, of course, because they thought of this like before the 70s. They were thinking about this eons ago, but they couldn't do it. And RCA Labs, they said, you know, oh, how are we going to, you know, get our footing as a company, RCA? We're going to have these awesome patents and everybody's going to want to give us royalties for using our technology. We're going to do this laser disc thing. It took it was like a bumpy road and there was like a, a struggle with different uh, leaders of the company and economic turmoil, all this crap. They finally get their machine out and they call it Selectivision, which I I'm hope I'm correct about. I'm not thinking of another brand, but what was interesting is that you, they realized that you cannot handle the, the actual disc itself, which is like the size of a vinyl record. It's like a CD. That's the size of a record. That's not actually what it was, but that's what it looked like for you. Young it. <laughs> What's a DVD. <laughs> You guys didn't have Netflix growing up? So, and what's interesting was that, yeah, you would take the sleeve, which was like a type of plastic, and you'd feed it with the disc in it into the machine, and it would automatically take it out and play it, and then when you're done, it would put it back in, and you just take the sleeve out. You only handle the sleeve. Um, It was like a commercial failure, because by the time they put it out, VHS VHS started to be a thing so it was like the most untimely move and like it, it was like the nail in the rca like grave the nail in the coffin essentially science with chris science well uh, let's continue on lee's email here so he says number two at the same time vhs was hitting the market there was also an option called betamax it was the exact same technology as vhs but smaller cassettes Larger than a music cassette, but smaller than VHS. These two concepts battled out, and obviously VHS won. That is mostly due to the porn industry. Once the porn industry started releasing movies on VHS, that was the nail in the coffin for Betamax. You know, know, something very interesting about not only this industry, but like like almost all like entertainment consumer technology is it got developed from one of two things, the military or porn. It was either they built it for war or somebody wanted to, you know, to watch porn. Somebody's parents wanted to have a CPR doll. (laughs) CPR doll. (laughs) Cool. Cool. What's interesting um, about VHS versus Betamax, which I which I watched a video from the same guy. It's called Technology Communications. He just talks about this shit and it's super interesting. Um, It's like. What was the it's channel? It's called again? Technology Communications. Is it is it a guy? It's like, like a guy. guy. He usually has guy. like kind of like a dapper suit on, kind of, like a slick back, kind of curly black yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I got. The the the. He's the one who not like he personally told me. He's the one who told me about the PlayStation One disc wobble. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Wobble, not it's, the color. If you're interested in uh, you know, different types of like cool like older technologies. He even talks like about sprinkler heads. Too. I watched it's a, a video weird. where he just it, talks about how thermometers work. And I'm like, that shit's fascinating. <laughs> <Yes. yo." laughs> Bro, how do I do that? 
Well, uh, let's go ahead and continue on. So he goes, now, speaking of porn, you used to be able to rent porn at your local video store. Not so much at Blockbuster unless you're talking nine and a half weeks or something like that. But most mom and pop's video stores had an adult video section. These videos would be in a separate room where young kids wouldn't be able to, ha- to see them. And for some strange reason, there were always these wooden swinging doors. So you would hear them creaking anytime somebody went into that area. I remember seeing a comedian talking about this thing that he thought uh, that's where they kept the westerns. Broke back mountain. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, you're some dude. You're just trying to like, you're like, I, w- I want to watch this for, for whatever reason. We don't judge here on the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. Yes, we do. But you're, you're going in there and you just hear like, like fuck now everybody knows that i just went in there yeah it's like opening the cake out of the like loud plastic case at 3 (laughs) a.m it just sounds like gunfire (laughs) your your grandfather served in vietnam's freaking out in his bedroom it's like oh somebody's opening the cum door in the video shop (laughs) (laughs) so he says final thought i would guess most people would wouldn't think twice about it but used to have to wait to see certain movies wizard of oz is a good example if you wanted to watch wizard of oz it came on tv on halloween since there's no other way to see it, you would have to wait until Halloween to see it. And if you missed it, you had to wait another year. He says, thanks for the entertainment on my road trip this week. Keep up the great work. Well, firstly, thank you for writing in. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate you uh, voicing your opinion on here. For everybody else that uh, is listening, if you have anything you would you know, like to point out and be like, Christian, Avatar The Last Airbender sucks. Here's why. And you write a thesis, we'll read it. Yeah, and then I'll, you know, I'll hire somebody from like the... The Fiverr. deep or Fiverr, yeah, let's call it Fiverr because my lawyer has this look. Ugh, I'll hire somebody. He'll find your address, and because you disagreed with me, hell will descend upon you. And by that, I'm gonna—I just mean I'm gonna think about it in the shower and be kind of sad. <laughs> uh, going on to Lee about the Halloween time, I remember even kind of now. Uh, it's almost like a Christmas tradition for my family that the Christmas story comes on, but it's only like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I mean, granted, you can find it on DVD, and I'm pretty sure on some streaming services, but like, growing up, it's the only time I'd watch that movie was then. The channels that run it all day. Yeah, yeah uh, like TBS it, and change. Uh, TNT. It's usually those two. TB- TBS, for sure, is always one of them. But yeah, I, I remember like that'd be one that I would always have to wait and be like, oh, Christmas is coming. Oh, I'm going to watch this before I go to sleep Christmas Eve, and then I'll watch it after we open everything Christmas Day. What's funny about like, and I know every scene from that movie, it's it's such an iconic movie. There's, there's like the, the narration is great. The, the way the lines are delivered are just so like stupid and funny. And it's like, like a heartwarming Christmas movie. It's everything you want out of Christmas movie. But what's funny about it is we have that same tradition. It'll be playing like in the living room on the 24 seven Christmas story, whichever channel it is every Christmas to the point where nobody will sit down at any one point and watch the whole movie. We'll just catch. I will have watched the full, all the all the scenes of the movie throughout, like randomly being in the living room and seeing like one scene on at a time. So it's like I didn't sit through it, but because we, you can piece it together from all the years that you've seen each part. <laughs> and it's like I remember I was telling. Um, I used to be in film studies in high school, which like that was a super cool class. We learned all kinds of crazy stuff. Like how to apply first aid. Yes. From the back of his car. <laughs> Yo, I went to a weird school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I remember, you know, we had like a free response section and it vaguely related to that. And I explained, I explained the class. Cause like we like read our, or he'd, he'd call on people like to read their response. I'm like, yeah, on Christmas, the, the movie Christmas story in our house is on all fucking day. And yes, I, I, here's how I explained it. We're either I'm either doing something else or watching the Christmas story for those that, for that period of time. And like this one kid laughed. He's like, "Yo, that's so weird." And I'm like, "It just be like that." Uh, it's not weird. I like my dad did it. I do it. So I, I totally understand like how some movies are seasonal. But um, porn though, <laughs> that's crazy. That like porn is like what skyrocketed VHS. Yeah, and uh, f- from the fo- like from the beta versus VHS thing, another thing that I knew about it was that was that okay the Betamax tapes they were a little bit smaller, right? Than VHS was. VHS held a little bit more, so 
what happened was now before there was home movies like like oh i can go buy star wars a new hope on this thing before that people were using tapes to just to record tv shows and like they'd have to like program it to record at certain times a day and the thing is you couldn't if I'm not mistaken, you couldn't hold a, a whole like two hour long football game on a beta tape, but on a VHS tape, you could. Um, and, and they made ones of different lengths of each. Yeah, I remember. I remember recording some like early Disney Channel shows on a VHS <laughs> on my on my Here's VCR. The SWAT team banging on your door. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you? And so that format war stuff always really interests me. But yeah. Porn is like a huge, I like I, it's either that or the military. Yeah, it's either porn. Porn did it or the the military did it. It which is funny because like the internet, every every commercial use of the internet was developed by the military and then put into consumer hands for porn or cell phones. Yeah, you can look at it that way too. Cell phones too. Well, everybody, we appreciate you listening to us again this and week. We like Sorry, you. George isn't here. We do like you. Oh, your lawyer didn't get mad at you for that one. Yeah, I feel like I had to say something yeah. shitty now to throw it off. <laughs> the socioeconomic <laughs> state of... No, no, we're not going there. We're not going. <laughs> I, I, a quick joke for everybody. I remember telling Christian and his friends, I was like, you know, because there's an FBI agent listening to all of us. Uh, I was like, I can imagine like Christian's FBI agent has like a new trainee and Christian's saying some radical shit and then he's like, we gotta stop him. No, no, no. He's all bark, no bite. He's not gonna do anything. Watch this. He'll just he'll just watch an anime and then go to sleep. He's, he's not gonna act. <laughs> Apparently your lawyer's mad at me though. I think my lawyer's with the deep state. He lives under the ground with the lizards. <laughs> <laughs> he's well, seen the next heard, five Star Wars sequels. He says they're not good. He says they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> as you heard from his lawyer uh, don't watch the new Star Wars movies I'm just kidding please do watch the new Star Wars movies but if you would like to get in touch with us you can get a hold of us at the at lukewarm cinema podcast at gmail.com we are on Facebook Twitter and Instagram under the lukewarm cinema podcast we're also on YouTube where we will be uploading clips and stuff of that sort also we do have shirts for sale please buy them Christian's starving he doesn't eat anymore his lawyer fees are killing him he, he, he can't afford to do this anymore so uh, that link will be in the show notes as well. And from all of us here at the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast, we'll see you all next week. 